My name is Dr. Bart Precourt. Welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. These podcasts will help you create simple strategies and simple habits so you can get back to being the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, Dr. Bart here and welcome back to the Health Made Simple podcast. Today might be one of my absolute favorite topics that we're going to talk about. And I think it's my favorite because it's also one of my biggest challenges that I have on an ongoing basis. And I'll share with you why that is. And I like to have fun with this. So it's one of those things that just helps me level up and kind of raise the bar when it comes to my overall health. Um, and I think at the, at the very, very root of it, I think this might be the app. This is like the X factor when it comes to health. I think it's if in, in terms of predicting any of our future health, like our long-term health, this probably is the number one most important thing in order for us to establish long-term health and, you know, to find the highest level of, you know, who we can be, the best version of ourselves, the ideal weight, ideal, you know, strength and, and having the energy that we have, you know, really being the best version of ourselves that we possibly could be, not just within a small parameter, but kind of opening up the gates and really what is the best version of ourselves. And listen, I know there's a lot of things like nutrition, and, you know, finding the right nutritional plan that's really, really important. But that's not what we're talking about today. Or maybe it's exercise because no doubt about it, we've got to learn how to exercise in such a way for our particular bodies that help us. But that's not really what I'm talking about either today. Or maybe it's about the ideal supplements, like what is the perfect protocol for that? And that's not what I'm talking about. And although all of those things are really, really important, the thing I'm talking about today that I think is is the number one most important long-term thing that you will need to find the best version of yourself, to become the best version of yourself, is your tribe. Yes, folks, it is your tribe. And if you've watched me, or I'm sorry, if you've yeah watched me on my Facebook Lives, if you've listened to me here on a podcast, you'll always hear me go back to your tribe. And, and it's for this reason, proximity is power. And it all, it's all about our associations. The people around us, you've probably heard this before, that if you look at the people, that, the five or six people that you associate with the most in your life, that's a representation, that's a mirror image of who you are. But today I want to get into those a little bit deeper so we can actually start to be a sharpshooter. We can actually start to pinpoint our tribe and not just like... And that doesn't mean we're going to kick people out of it because I, when sometimes when I talk about that, people think, man, I need to I need to get a whole new tribe. There's two parts of this. Maybe you need some new tribe members, but maybe you need to be a new member of the tribe. So we'll, we'll talk about what that means. Then I'm also going to give you the question never to ask yourself and also be really mindful if others are asking you this question because we just want to kind of eliminate it from not only our vocabulary, but our consciousness is really what we're going to do here. So our number one health tool, no doubt about it, it is our tribe. And what is your tribe? Your tribe is anywhere there's influence on you. And that means the people that you talk with daily, maybe the people that you hang out with at work, that's part of your influence. It could be the books that you read. It could be podcasts, it, you know, something like this. So I could be part of your tribe if you're listening to this. Yet at the same time, if you listen to this and then you go down the road and you tell someone what you learned today or what you heard about, what you agreed with, and they shoot it down and then all of a sudden you're influenced by that then that is part of your, your tribe. And then we're also going to, like, let's 
define our tribe into different categories. And that's really important. Again, we want to become sharpshooters when it comes to our tribe. So we're going to talk about the three top ones, when it, where we need to be a sharpshooter. And those three categories are we need to be a sharpshooter for our tribe when it comes to our health, our wealth, and our relationships. So in terms of our, let's say our wealth, and sometimes this is, this is pretty obvious. So when it comes to our wealth, if you want to develop you know, becoming a wealthy person and have abundance in your life, you probably want to converse with others and take influence or take information from those who've already done it or they are currently doing it. You probably don't want to get your advice from someone who's currently broke. I'm not saying that they couldn't have been broke, learned from their lessons and had to learn a long struggle along the way to build back felt, you know, wealth and finances. In fact, that's a, there's a lot of good lessons from that person. Yet at the same time, someone who's using credit card to credit card, living a flashy life, don't get your advice from them. And I think you get that. I think that's a no-brainer. That's obvious. Although I think it's really important that you, when it, and this isn't about you know building finances today yet, I think it's important that we do look at how much we're trying to keep up in that topic of making things look good, maybe they're not so good. And then when it comes to relationships, you know, I've been married for, you know, 18 years. So I like to get my relationship input from guys who've been married for 20, for 25 years, for 40 and 50 years. And that makes sense because the truth is that relationships are an effort. I don't even like to call them hard work, but they're, they're an effort. The challenge here, and this, this applies to what happens in health. The challenge here, sometimes we look at relationships and we think that they're hard. So we look at someone else and go, well, what are they doing? Theirs would look easy. Maybe that guy, maybe if I'm, if I'm talking to guys for a moment, maybe that guy's divorced. Maybe that guy's been divorced several times and he looks like he's got the good life, the single life, or whatever it may be. Or maybe he's got it where he gets to do everything he wants and his wife just listens to him. And we think that for some reason, that might be a good opportunity or that might be kind of a good direction. Well, truth is, it's not. And deep down, we know it's not, but it's a lure. It can get us off track because no different than having a healthy relationship is an effort. You get in, you get out what you put in. If you're not putting anything, you don't get anything out. Same thing goes with our health. And I think there's times when we think that there's a magic pill, a magic lotion, a magic potion, an easy route. And sometimes we're vulnerable to listening to or looking for that. And that's where your tribe comes in. So if I am if I am letting myself level up and I'm talking to someone, hey, I got this stuff going on with my wife, man, maybe my single guy or my guy who's my friend who's, or my friend who's been divorced for five, six times or whoever, whatever, right? Maybe they have certain input that's not going to serve me and having a better relationship, maybe just getting away from it. And that is one of the things we're going to talk about with health today. There's a big difference than getting from getting healthy to not being sick. And this can apply everywhere in our life. There's a big difference between not being broke and being wealthy. There's a diff, big difference between being healthy and not being sick. So we have to start to wrap our brains around this and then start to identify who in our tribe is going to be supporting that kind of thinking, that kind of thought process, that kind of support, that influence. And then, of course, we got to look at ourselves and say, where am I in this tribe? Am I someone who is supporting the other people around me? Am I helping them level up? And here at the end of the day, 
it is also important that we understand this. One of the human foundational desires is to belong. So every one of us, we want to belong to something. You belong to something right now. You have a health tribe. You have a wealth tribe. You have a relationship tribe. You might not have ever identified it. And that's what I want you to start doing today. Identifying where, you know, who and what they are so we can make improvements on them. But everyone wants to belong and everyone wants to be part of a tribe, as, as do you. So let's just figure out what tribe we want to be part of. And then we can start to predict our results on the flip side. So it's not always confusing because, again, right, the name of this thing is, you know, health made simple. Health is simple, yet sometimes we get in the way. We get in the way with hanging out with the wrong people. We get in the way by thinking the wrong way, doing the wrong things, or not doing anything, or putting the wrong things in our body like drugs and medications. It's not rocket science. It's not hard for us to see. Listen, if you like alcohol, it's very easy for you to find a tribe that likes alcohol. So people who like wine find other people who like buy wine. The challenge here is if you try to get if you're trying to get away from your wine, how do you separate yourself out of that tribe? We're going to kind of dig into that a little bit. But first of all, here's how it has to start. You're, what I don't want you to do is, is, and this happens too frequently, I've done it myself. I don't want you to start to identifying people around your life and just start, you know, like picking them off, being like, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. That's not how we start. Rather, we have to look in the mirror and look at ourselves. And we have to start with knowing that we want to be healthy, not just not sick, but we want to be healthy. When we have that deep within us, and that is what your desire is, to be healthy so you can become the best husband, the best wife, so you can become, you know, maybe financially stable or wealthy, so you can become the best version of yourself in terms of your body aesthetically looking good. You can be at the ideal weight, you have the ideal energy, you become the most creative. That's when I say being healthy, that's what that includes. It includes all of those things. Because if we're unhealthy, the likelihood of us being the best version of ourselves. When I'm unhealthy, can I be the best husband? No, I can't. Can I, could, you know, could you be the best mom or best dad when you're unhealthy? The answer is no. And you know that deep down. So this is today where we start to identify how do we just keep raising the bar or what I like to say, leveling up. Yeah. So in and here's, here's the interesting thing. I think we are at a almost a tipping point when it comes to this topic. So, and that's health. What's fascinating and it's, and it's absolutely, it, it's inspiring to me as a healthcare provider, especially moving into this new age, that listen, health is the new currency of the wealthy. And I say wealthy, meaning wealthy-minded. Never, never before has health been such a focus of so many people. There was a time, and, and there's still people, listen, there, and there's still people on both sides of the fence here, when it was considered excessive if you got, you know, if you were getting massages. That was only on vacation. That was only in a spa for a special occasion. But heaven forbid you got a massage on a regular basis or go to your chiropractor, go to your acupuncturist or have a therapist or have meditation. That Those are all kind of the weirdo things. Now, the new currency, if you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, it's no longer, let me show you my cars and my houses. That's a little bit a part of it, but it's, see how healthy I am. See how strong I am. See how fit I am at 60. See how much energy I have at 70. 
That is the new currency. And it's really, it's, and I love seeing it all the way around. I'm going to give you an example. Just the other day, so I'm a sports fan. I love, I love all kinds of sports. I love just watching what athletes have to go through to become elite in what they do physically, mentally, spiritually. And now sometimes the greatest athletes don't become the greatest heroes or the greatest, they have the greatest potential, but they don't actually express themselves into their greatest potential because they fall short somewhere on the way that they move their bodies, on the way that they feed their bodies, on the way that they think, or maybe on the way they supplement. Something falls short and they don't get the full expression. So when I see these athletes, the other day there was uh, on TV, they were talking about, maybe I was reading this online. There's a guy, he's a football player. His name is Odell Beckham. Many of you know him. He's, he's kind of like a celebrity as well. He's on all kinds of like shoe and shoe commercials and all that stuff. And he was talking about how he spends over, hear me out on this, this is not, you're not hearing this wrong, over $300,000 in the off season on his body and his health. And it's real interesting to, to listen to, and I think I was reading this, interesting to hear what he was talking about saying, I'm investing in myself. I am my commodity. If I am not healthy, I can't make money. I can't live the life that I want to live. $300,000 in the offseason. By the way, his offseason is only about four or five months. And he went through the list of it, of things that he had personally on his kind of like health team. As a chiropractor, as a nutritionist, he has two or three personal trainers when he's traveling. So he has the whole thing. And he has, of course, the finest. Not every one of us has three hundred grand to spend on our bodies. But we do have money. You know, in fact, it's... it's um. Oftentimes people ask me if I do personal coaching. I say, yeah, or they know that I do. And they say, well, who does it or why do they do it or how much does it cost? And often when I tell them what it takes to get for me to be your private consultant, sometimes people are blown away by the money people are spending. And they think, well, does that person just have that much money? And I said, no, it's usually not that. You'd be surprised. A lot of people that are investing that kind of money, it isn't that because they have crazy amounts of money, but they've made some level of commitment that they're their, their priorities, now their health. So for the average person now to be spending a couple thousand dollars a year, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 bucks a year to invest back in their mind, their body and all the above, not unheard of. And it's, and listen, you didn't hear me say through their insurance because that's a whole different game. That is not a health investment. And we still have to spend a lot of money for that. So let that roll around your brain a little bit and ask yourself, how much do I invest in my health? And this for some is a new concept. And then for some of you, it's not because you're already investing in doing what you're doing right now. You're investing your time and make, and make no mistakes about it. Time isn't a, when the, you know, that's the most, that's the priceless commodity that we have. So investing time in things like this, what you're doing right now to level up, to learn more, to understand more so you can become the better version of yourself. That's awesome. So, you know, or, or maybe you see it on different levels. Sometimes, you know, your tribe will think it's, ex- it's excessive. And this is, let's, so let's talk about the tribe a little bit. For some of you, you're thinking, yeah, I want to go to the gym five days a week. I want to get a massage every week. I want to go to acupuncture. I want to do, you know, uh, meditation, get in the sauna, some ice baths. And yet your tribe thinks this is excessive. And your tribe said, why do you need to do that? You're already healthy. You already do all that. Just come with me blank. That's where we have to start to be a sharpshooter. We have to start to see and hear this because oftentimes the recommendations that we're getting lured into 
are not on the same level of effort. We know that the effort we're putting in is not easy. Listen, I never said that being healthy, the acts are easy. I said that the concepts. So health is simple, yes. The concepts, the act of being healthy is an ongoing effort. We got to put our work in. But the beauty is, the more you put the work in, each and every time that you establish a new habit, you just get up, put on your shoes, put on your shorts, and you go to the gym. When that becomes a ritual for you, when that becomes habitual, it becomes easy. When you start to buy salad and kale and, and broccoli at the store instead of bread and chips and, and granola, then it becomes easy. But in the beginning, you need to make it a habit before it becomes easy. Yet our tribe may think it's excessive. So many of you know we have our our cleanse coming up in January. And it's interesting what I hear. A lot of people are doing it. They're just, they can't wait. They know it's a whole food cleanse, 10, 21 days. They're excited to clean their body out. We have the digestive system. Um, awesome cleanse. Some people have their tribe at home that say, you don't need to do that. You're healthy. Why would you do that? You already eat good. That can't be your health tribe. You have to be able to identify. I'm not saying you got to kick them out of your life. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But that can't be. You've got to block that out immediately and then think, well, what would a healthy person say? What does someone who's always striving for the next level to see what potential they have, what is that person going to say? So listen, I eat good all year. I'm cleansing. Why wouldn't I cleanse? It's just another opportunity to clean my body out. And with the time I've spent, I've spent investing in my life and my education, I know, listen, even if I eat perfect, I still have to clean it out a couple of times a year. So think about your tribe. Do they inhibit you from moving forward? The challenge here, like reality, is sometimes it's your spouse. And whether it's the guy or the girl, whoever's listening today. And I want to give you another story about that where just uh, today's Wednesday. uh, It's just uh, Monday. I had a client come in. And he's one of these guys who has a big old wine cellar and invested a lot of money. In fact, he's got, you know, and I, I think this was, I thought this was excessive when he told me this, that his wine cellar, his thousand bottles of wine are worth more than six figures. So to me, I was like, you could, you know, like, you're kidding me. But listen, there's no value for that for me. So I can't knock it. It's just surprising to me. But that being said, we've talked about his wine consumption and it started about four weeks ago. Uh, when I asked him how much wine he drinks on a daily basis, and, and he told me two to three glasses. Listen, I've been doing this for a long time. So two to three glasses of self-poured wine at home means how much? That really means three to four. So really, I asked now, do you finish the bottle? And the answer was yes. So, and that's on a daily night. And before you judge that, listen, it, it just is what it is. That's a lot of people. That is a very, very common thing. So maybe for you, you know, one glass a week is excessive. But for some people, drinking a bottle of wine a night or sharing a bottle a night with their spouse is really no big deal. Because in their tribe, that's normal. And that's my point here. So with this gentleman, I said, all right, let's just see if you could reduce it. So because I've been doing this for a long time, I realized the obstacle, the end obstacle I'll really be up against in helping him achieve his, you know, his, his health goals will not be getting rid of the wine. That's going to be easy for me to show the value and how alcohol does not serve his health. It is what is it going to do to his tribe, his relationship at home? And I'm going to get that in just a moment. So he decides that he's going to limit himself to two glasses of wine over the next three weeks. 
And he does that. And he came back in this Monday. And sure enough, he loses six pounds in three weeks by just cutting back his wine. So listen, it's real. We have an influence, you know, just, just that simple little change like that. Now, if he can keep that up and make it habitual, then all of a sudden we're going to see bigger changes in our health and we're going to keep raising the bar. So then, of course, we did have the conversation. My next goal for him would be, one, we reduce, and then second, especially with alcohol, if you're listening to this and you drink alcohol regularly, reducing the, the overall volume is important. The greatest value is reducing the amount of days that you drink. We need time off so our body has time to rehabilitate, to cleanse. Very similar in the cleanse and in January that I offer for 10 days, I have people become, you know, uh, a vegetarian. Is, is it my desire that everyone's a vegetarian? No, we, we need time off from eating animal proteins because animal proteins produce the highest level of free radicals. Are they still healthy for us? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I bring those back on day 11, but do you need time off from eating them? Yes. In order to be the, you know, to clean your body out? Sure. So if you're drinking alcohol, First, reduction in overall volume, and then next, days off. So here's something that might be real for you when you have this. It might be the ice cream at night. It might be the alcohol. But a lot of times, there is a ritual that you have with your tribe at home when it comes to nutrition. And that was absolutely the case here. And I said, how about giving it up four nights off, three nights on, and you can make up for all the other alcohol you missed. You want to drink two bottles a night? I don't care. I'd rather you have days off. And he looked at me, and really words weren't coming out of his mouth, but he was shaking his head. And I could see what he was thinking that, but this is what I do with my wife. This is part of our relationship. In my words, that means this is part of your health tribe that you need to get a grip on. So I'll tell you this. I'm not telling you to mess up your relationship yet. And I'm not telling you to make them wrong either. You can't just all of a sudden go home and be like, hey, listen, you're, ba- you're making things bad for me because you're making me drink wine. It doesn't work that way. I encourage him first to see if he could replace it or displace it, meaning it's that time that wine was supposed to happen, that ritual, that night you go out to the bar, every Friday night you go to your bar, you go to the bars with your friends, every blank day you end up having dessert with people or you always go out and it's dessert time after the meal. You got to interrupt that pattern. So he has a dog and said, listen, when you think it's about wine time, grab the dog, go for a walk, go see see the sunset. Because we can't just take something away. The universe will always fill that void. Yet it's important that we choose what we're putting in that void. Yet, listen, to choose not to address this is a choice to not find the best version of yourself. It is a choice not to be the healthiest version of who you can become. So either way, you're making a choice here. And then maybe down the road, instead of telling her, I said, listen, ask her questions. Ask her things like, hey, would you be open to taking two nights off a week from alcohol, from wine? And instead, then give her the option. So you got to play with it. But if we leave it alone and we don't do anything, that's a choice just as much. And that's to to keep the tribe. So if you have friends that are always luring you down the road and you want to keep them as your friends, maybe you give them some other options of things that you can do as friends instead of eating or drinking or whatever things that are preventing you from being the absolute best version of yourself. Remember, we're here to help us level ourselves up. And that means we need to help each other raise the bar. So next part of this being, you know, about your tribe is, who are you in your tribe? Let's not leave this out. We have to have this accountability. And, and I'm going to 
I'm going to stretch this a little bit. So, I, of course, I talk about alcohol and then there's food. But let's talk about your health. And then I'm going to tell you about the, the question that I never want you to ask yourself. So, do you help others focus on leveling up? That's my question. Do you help encourage them to get to the gym? Do you help encourage them to be a better husband, a better wife, a better, a, you know, best, a better, you know, family member? Or do you get suckered into things like gossip? Do you get suckered into, you know, poor eating patterns, rituals that aren't necessarily serving? Do you buy into their crap? Do you, so, and what I mean by that is this, I'm giving you just kind of a, I think one of the rules we should imply is that we can't let our tribe or we shouldn't let, we shouldn't hold or we shouldn't let the other people in our tribe hold themselves to the limitations. And I'll explain that a little bit better in just a second here. So we want to make sure that our tribe won't let us hold on to our limitations and we don't want to let our other people in our tribe hold on to their limitations. What does that look like? Well, I can't do this because I've got arthritis. Oh, listen, well, if you have arthritis, clean up your diet that'll improve that and we'll be able to play more soccer together. Oh, I've got asthma and allergies. Hey, if you want to improve your health, which then helps improve your, your asthma and allergies, let's get rid of the dairy and gluten, drink more water. So there's always options here. And as you keep raising the bar, you can help others raise the bar. But listen, you have your own set of limitations that you've told other people so frequently that they use it as a rule. So maybe you have given other people limitations that you're gonna have to reverse for them. I learned a great lesson from my dog, my dog, Daryl. If you guys have seen my live Facebooks, you know who Daryl is. Daryl is uh, he's my main man, he's, he's Diesel, he's by my side. Um, and in his past, he had a, a massive spinal surgery. And in, in that surgery, he got paralyzed from his shoulders down. And it was really interesting. I knew I had to be a great leader in this scenario. I was his tribe. I was the leader of the pack, as was my wife. And yet I struggled with not over-babying him. I struggled with not seeing him as having a limitation. I want you to think about your tribe, your family, your children, your husband, your friends. Part of being great leaders, part of helping other people level up, is to see the greatness in them, see the potential, see what they're looking for that they don't even know they're looking for because maybe they've lost their ways. So in this story, the, the part of it that be, it was an eye-opener for both my wife and I, and we actually were just speaking about this the other day, is that I would always carry him up the stairs as he was rehabbing a couple months into this. We were doing all the therapies. We're doing acupuncture every day. We're giving him incredible whole food supplements, getting a lot of chlorophyll in his body, getting his nerves to, to, you know, to refire. We're using cold laser on his, on his nervous system. And we continue to have the faith that if the body has the power to heal, we're going to help it heal from this. And we kept that mantra. So, you know, the body knows how to heal. We just have to give it a chance. And that's very similar to the conversations that we need to be having with ourselves. But yeah, the challenge is I was holding him to his limitations and I would carry him up the stairs every day, every single day. And I'd rush down the stairs before he followed the other dogs up the stairs. And then one day I forgot and he came trucking up the stairs and he got to the top of the stairs, happy as can be. The message I want to send to you, sometimes we are holding other people that are standing right in front of us to limitations that we are either putting on them 
or they put on themselves. And maybe we need to help raise the bar. So even, and maybe it's for yourself, maybe you've held on to, I've got this bad wrist, bad elbow, bad knee, whatever it may be. I have this condition, I have hypothyroidism, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you've held on to this long enough and now maybe we need to change some of the verbiage. And this is where I'm gonna get into the question I never want you to ask yourself again. So again, it's, our, it's important for us never to hold others to their limitations and making sure that the others aren't holding us to our own limitations. So I don't say I have asthma anymore because inevitably if I tell people I have asthma, they're going to be like, oh, maybe I have to watch out for Bart's asthma. I don't have any. That's something that I experienced in the past. In the past, I got healthy. I took the actions to get my body healthier as a healthier human being. I no longer have asthma. So that's the mindset that we need to do. So, you know, as we're moving forward, we need to be able to ask the question, what would, what questions do I need to ask myself to get better here? What are the better statements? So I'm going to give you a couple here and then think about these for yourself. Where can you kind of fill in these blanks instead of things like I have, or I am, I am diabetic. I am blank. I have osteoarthritis. I have a bad knee. I have blank. Anything that you fill that blank in. Listen, if you say it, your mind believes it. And the more you say it, the more your nervous system, your cellular activity starts to act that out. So the more I say that I'm awesome, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I adapt easily, readily, my mind is clear, my body is strong. The more I say those, the more likely I'm going to evolve to that. The challenge here, if I say other things like I've got asthma and I've got this and I got that and I'm tired and I see these things all frustrated, I'm so upset, my body will act those out as well. And the challenge is that we're good at that. We're really good at that. And then we're so good at it that our tribe knows we're good at that. And they, they recognize our words and they kind of support them. So we want to start to change our terminology, change the way that we talk to ourselves. I know this sounds so fundamental, but if we can start to use better the words about ourselves and around ourselves, so will our tribe. And I'll share with how we can start to recognize what things and when to use them with our tribe. So the more that you program your body like this, the easier it's going to get. So instead of saying things like, I'm tired, we use verbiage like, my body's talking to me, sounds like I need some rest. In, instead of saying things like, I'm sick, we want to start to say things like, my body's talking to me. I need to do some healing. And it sounds subtle, but it's huge. So the question that I'm going to encourage you to never ask yourself again, and also be careful and mindful if your tribe is asking you this question, and it's this. Never ask yourself again, what's wrong with me? I need to know what's wrong. Something's wrong. If we stop at, so the challenge, if, if you ask yourself that question, you get a bad answer. If you say, what's wrong with me? I'll, you know, and someone answers, especially if you go to a doctor, an authority figure, and they say, what's wrong with you? And you say, well, you got the boogly woogly disease. Now you walk around, you go back to your tribe and they say, hey, what the doctor say, what's wrong with you? And they say, well, I got the boogly woogly disease. And then it spreads like wildfire. The entire tribe knows that you have the boogly woogly disease for the rest of your life. One of two things have to happen. Either you need to go to a different doctor, change your mind, use different terminologies, or you gotta get a new tribe. And the likelihood of that happening is not happening. So we carry these labels, these diagnoses around all the time. So if you wanna be healthier, back to the original one I said, listen, not being broke is not the same as being, you know, being wealthy. 
you know, being not sick is not the same as being healthy, vibrant, strong, mind is clear, body is strong. We now have to start to change the terminology. Instead of what's wrong with me, what is my body asking me for? What does my body need right now? And if your tribe can then be in line with the same questions, instead of saying, oh, Barry, you know, you know, you look a little tired today, bad concept. And what's wrong? Double bad concept. Versus a good, healthy tribe saying, hey, Barry, are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting enough rest? Huge switch there. So that provides an opportunity for me to raise the bar, to take some responsibility. And that's what it boils down to. If I can ask the right question and I can put it on myself, not in a source of blame, but if I can put it on myself in the sense of, hey, listen, I could take an action here and change my outcome. If I'm tired, what do I really need? I probably need some sleep. What is my body asking me for? It's not asking me for another cup of coffee, a Red Bull or pick me up or something like that. If I have a symptom, instead of saying what's wrong with me, what is my body asking me for? So this is where our tribe becomes huge in supporting these type of concepts, these type of ideas. So if someone does come up to you this week and you are a little run down, maybe you do have you know, something going on with your sinuses and a cough. And they say, oh, are you sick? And you respond by saying, no, my body's just talking to me, getting stronger every day. And if you are, can adopt that concept, that idea, then you feed it to your tribe. So listen, your tribe extends just beyond your, your coworkers, right? Your doctors are part of your tribe. This is where, especially in a time and day, day and age now, when there are men and women like myself, I'm not looking for what's wrong with people. I'll tell you that up front. I'm not looking to give you a diagnosis, a disease or something like that. I'm trying to look to where can we improve function to make you healthier. And I'm not alone. I'm, I'm, not, I'm no longer you know, uh, an island here. There's amazing men and women right now practicing functional medicine, uh, naturopaths, clinical nutritionists, health coaches. This is who you should fulfill your tribe with. Maybe you are one. Maybe you need to become one. But this is who you need to surround yourself if your ultimate outcome is to be the best version of yourself, the best version of what God prepared you to be. If those are things that, that are on you know, your mind, this is who I want to become, then surrounding yourself with the tribe will be the most valuable tool that you have moving forward. So with that being said, thanks again for, for just paying attention, for making me part of your tribe. I appreciate it. And then with this... Share this one out. Share it out to maybe uh, someone that's in your tribe. Maybe they're not in your health tribe, but maybe this helps shift a paradigm for it. Remember, for those of you who do want to cleanse with us, um, January, we're kicking off. It's an awesome, it's a whole food cleanse. Just go to our website. It's balance38.com. There's 10 and 21 day options. It's a whole food cleanse with very specific whole food supplements designed to rehabilitate your digestive system. So this is, listen, and I've done every type of cleanse and diet out there. This is my absolute favorite. This is probably the, the best reset for the human body and human function that I know of. Just re, you know, reach out to our website, email, call, whatever works for you. And again, share this out. Someone, you know, keep spreading the love. Do just what you, somehow you found this, send, send it out to someone, ideally someone in your tribe, that can help level up with you. And of course, you can follow me on live Facebook. That's at Bart Precourt. That's where I go live every single day with some, uh, you know, um, a health tip. And then follow me on Instagram as well. 
You'll have an awesome day. And again, remember, health is simple. You're going to take action, deliberate, intentional for your body, for your wellness, for your well, your overall mindset and well-being. You'll have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Health Made Simple podcast. If you have a question or email you'd like me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, just go ahead and send us an email. To get my simple health tip on a daily basis, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Bart Precourt. And remember, your body is designed to be healthy, so let's make this the healthiest year of your life by taking more action than you ever have before.